now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. I'm your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled over 2,500 transactions in our fair city, and I'm proud to be ranked as one of the top REMAX agents in Western Canada. I'd be pleased to help you as well, too. You can find me and the rest of the whole Home Show team members on the cfax1070.com website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. Or if you're a podcast listener, you can find this show on iTunes or Google Play. Do you want to know who's moving? to Victoria. Prices are on the rise and sales numbers are up. Is it investors, speculators, foreign buyers? You might be surprised to know the answer. Today's show is a little different from our usual whole home show episodes. We aren't featuring trades or business services as we commonly do. We're actually talking today with buyers. People who've either purchased their first home as a first-time buyer here in perpetually expensive Victoria. We're talking corporate relocation and early retirement. Does this sound familiar? This could, all, this could, for all intents and purposes, be your story. But we're talking to them today to bring you the voices and faces of real live buyers in the local Victoria market. We always start with a listener story or question. And if you have one that you'd like to share with us, give us a call 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Leave a message. Make sure you leave your name and number as well too, so I can call back. Or you can find us again online, cfax1070.com, and we will discuss it on the air. Got an email uh, a couple of weeks ago now from Carl. And Carl's message reads, I, uh, I'd like to sell now, sorry, I'd like to sell, but know I need to paint and do a bunch of other things around here. I'd like to know what things I should be doing or things I can get away with not doing. Thanks. Great question, Carl. Um, all right. What should you do around the house to prepare? Well, the first thing that is important to know is, it's market dependent. Are you in a buyer's market or are you in a seller's market? If there's a lot of inventory out there right now and very few buyers, and you've got a lot of competition, you got to do what is necessary to make your property uh, have an advantage or look better than the other properties in the same price range. So that could mean doing things like yard work, gardening, paint, uh, fixing those things that you've always wanted to fix. Isn't it funny how people usually leave it to when they're moving to do those things that have been bugging them for years? Uh, <laughs> I, it always kind of makes me laugh a little bit. Um, so 
in a buyer's market, oh, sorry, yeah, in, in a buyer's strong market, you're going to want to make sure uh, that you do everything and more to make your house more appealing. You know, one of the things that you might want to do with your agent is go and have a look at competing properties. Go have a look at other things that are out there to get a sense of how they look compared to yours. How does your home stack up compared to those houses there? And the reason why you would do that is because that's exactly what buyers are doing. Buyers are going from your house to that house and they compare. They're going to say that house doesn't need to get baseboards fixed, doesn't need to get window seals repaired, doesn't need to get you know a new fridge, whereas your house maybe does. So two things could potentially happen. Number one, that house will sell first. Or number two, if you get an offer, it's going to be a lower one. So that's what happens in a buyer's market. Now, in a seller's market, like the one that we're in right now, again, we didn't think that we'd get a seller's market so quickly. Uh, you know, it was crazy time from 2015 to 2018. Uh, but here we are again. A seller's market is when there is very little inventory. There's few things for buyers to choose from. There's more buyers that are looking. So uh, the buyers are competing. Sellers aren't competing. So buyers are competing. In a time like this, the little niggling things or the issues that have been bugging you are less of an issue now than they were before. An example that I like to use, by the way, when comparing the two different marketplaces, um, and I heard that, I can't take the credit for this one. I, I, I heard this from a real estate trainer that talked about it. He said, you know, in a buyer's market where buyers uh, have a lot of choice, they are really picky when it comes to building inspections. Whereas in a seller's market, a sell, buyers will often buy without an inspection, for instance, right? In a seller's market, if the roof is caving in and the, and the house is leaking, the house will sell, right? However, uh, in a buyer's market, if a child in the house has taken a marker and marked up the walls, that could kill a sale. So it really depends on the prevailing market and what's going on out there as to what you should do. But Carl, I've got to say right now in what is a seller's market, if you are thinking of selling and you will hopefully get your agent to go and give you some advice, because this is one of the things that we do as real estate professionals is we come and assess your home and determine what are the things that need to be done and what are the things that don't need to be done? Because I see it happen a lot where people go through all, you know, all of these things where they really didn't need to. You know, the, the worst thing sometimes is when sellers replace carpet that wasn't necessarily bad, only to find out afterwards that the person that ended up buying the house ripped it all out and replaced it with hardwood, right? Or in the case of an oil tank, you know, we've got to replace these oil tanks that are older than 12 years old. That's an insurance issue nowadays where people have gone and they spent the $2,000 to replace the oil tank with a brand new one only to find out afterwards that the new owner ripped it out and ripped out the furnace and installed gas, right? So you've got to be very careful because you see things like that, that $2,000, you're never going to get back. And it didn't really make a difference as far as the saleability of your home, you know, particularly to the eyes of that specific buyer. So um, there's a lot of things to know. Uh, one thing, though, that, it, that I find true all the time is that homeowners typically are much more critical about their property than any buyer would see. So, you know, that, that hairline crack in the wall, nothing major, by the way, but hairline crack in the wall or that scuff mark in the ceiling 
or the uh, door latch that is sticking. Those are things that bother you because you deal with them on a daily basis. You look at them on a regular basis, but a buyer is never going to notice. And I'm not suggesting here that you're hiding. I'm not suggesting that at all because, you know, buyers need to do their own due diligence, right? They need, they go to your house and have a look at it as many times as they can, you know, to get a sense if it's all right. They get building inspection done, you know, if they can, all of those things. Um, so it's not like you're hiding them, but like I said, it is more of an issue to you likely than it is going to be to any particular buyer. And it remains amazing how often it happens when somebody buys a condo or a house or whatever it is, uh, ends up doing a total gut job or total renovation, you know, paint, um, repainting everything, new flooring. Uh, this is the reason why the home improvement stores are all so busy right now because people like things their own way. And that's why you don't want to do any sort of major, major projects in your home because there's nothing worse than your eventual buyer not appreciating the time, effort, and energy that you put into beautifying your house. Uh, thanks for the email, Carl. And as a reminder to everyone else, if you have a listener story or question that you want to share with us, uh, just find us, cfax1070.com, uh, or reach out to me, Tony at primeteam.ca, the prime real estate team. We need to take a quick break here, but when we come back, we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're not talking uh, to businesses. We're not talking to services. We're talking to actual consumers. So people who have bought real estate here in our fair city, their stories, how they got here, why they got here. Some of these stories will be exactly your own story, I'm sure. And it's just a reminder. Uh, so when we come back, we'll be having a conversation with them back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show and I'm Tony Joe. Today, we're talking about real estate in Victoria. And after our next break, we're going to be chatting with a couple of guests that have relocated here both recently and semi-recently. Because the big question is, why do you land in Victoria? I'm sure many of our listeners right now are people that were not born and raised here, uh, have not stayed here their entire lives. They came from other places. It is so common. I see it all the time wherever, whenever I'm at events or whenever I'm speaking. I ask the question, how many people here born and raised never left and rarely is that number ever more than 5%. So people come here for a reason. But the other thing too is Victoria is expensive. And one of the biggest struggles that people have is buying their first home. We read about it in the news all the time. Average sale price of properties is a million dollars in Victoria. How the heck can someone enter the real estate market? There's been so much of a push of you know, prices should go down. There needs to be a correction. You know, uh, even CMHC talked about uh, eight, uh, eight to 19% reduction, which by the way is not going to happen. So the big question is how do people get in the market? And my next guest that we have right now is a client of mine. And uh, he is someone that has a great story to tell. Uh, and I would like to introduce right now, Tony. Tony, thanks for coming uh, on the program here. Thank you, Tony. Nice to be here. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to just set the stage a little bit here. Um, you are a longtime Victorian. You own your own business. Uh, you've owned your own business for years. Uh, you decided just, a, was it three years ago now, to, to buy your first home, right? Well, you know what? I've been living in it for three and a half, four years. Oh, okay. Okay. Three and a half. Yeah. But I bought it three years prior to that. Really, I'm 52 now. Yeah. I bought it when I was 46. Yeah. 
It was a pre-sale because it was a pre-sale. It was a pre-sale. Yeah. Got it. All right. So, so here's the thing you've, you've always wanted to buy a property. And of course you've been looking and you see prices go up and everything, but you see so many people go, Oh, I can never get in the market. It's not possible. How the heck can people get in the market? How did you do it? Well, I agree with the feeling of those people because it was very daunting, even for me. But, uh, and I was very old. I wasn't a, a kid getting his first house. So yeah. um, I just thought I'll never get one. But um, there was something rather inexpensive on the market and it was a good time on the market to get it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I had a good job. I had my own business for several years. So I started to make good, good money for the first time in my life. Yeah. And, uh, and, by, and by the they, way, one, they, they, one of the keys, ahead. one of the keys is that you do everything above board. So you kept, you keep records when it went, when it came to uh, qualifying for your mortgage, you had all your documentation and everything. So that was not a problem at all. And you're a good saver too, right? I'm a good saver. I had a great credit score because I keep everything clean. I'm um, not a crazy spender. I don't have any bad habits, so yeah. uh, I'm able to save some money. But the, but the other thing too is you, let's face it, you sacrificed because for all those years, you, you've socked away money and you saved and you, you had discipline, right? Um, you, right. Like you, but you it, lived it, all, it all really happened within a, you know, within about four years prior to me buying. Yeah, because at that point I had paid for the purchase of my business, which I had a loan for. Yep. So I had paid for that, and then I had more money coming in because that loan was paid, and I was able to save some money. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I have to do something with this money. It's not going to make me rich. The amount that I'm saving. Yeah. In the bank. In the bank, just sitting there, and uh, I'm not a stock market guy. And I could see at this age that um, real estate is solid and always solid and always going up. And Victoria is the best town for real estate because it's a government town. It's a very solid market. I always say if things are falling apart here, then the whole world's falling apart. So (laughs) for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's a very solid town for real estate. But you know, up until that, up until you became a homeowner, you, I remember you were, you had roommates, you were renting a place, you know, you, you've always lived modestly. Like you, you've lived within your means and you had a goal to save down payment, right? Yes. I mean, there was a time when I, I looked at my expenses and I thought uh, the way to get ahead is cut your expenses and save money. And I did that by getting in a house with roommates. Yeah. And so, like I said, it took about four years and I had this bunch of money. And started looking for a place, and, and you and I found it. And uh, it was a wonderful place. I'm, I'm glad I'm here. Well, because you know what? I, I, I've mentioned this many times in the show. I, I was on a, a call-in uh, at CFAX a few years ago, and I made the comment to someone who was complaining about not being able to get in the marketplace. And I said, well, you know, if you cut back your you know, daily Starbucks or your two Starbucks a day, and you cut back on a couple things, you know, it's amazing how things kind of add up. Of course, you know, he was kind of angry about that because he's like, you know, don't judge me for, you know, whatever. And I wasn't. But, you know, I, I, I think about people like you who, again, ha- have the discipline and you've, you've saved the money and you put it in another place, which is your home, right? Yes. I mean, 
it's very hard to save money if you don't live by your means and if you want too much and you start living on credit yeah. and I'm kind of simple that way. Uh, I wasn't fond of credit cards early on and I, I just keep things simple. I like to have money when I buy something and pay for it. Yeah. And, and so that kind of old school mentality does help you save. But the other thing too is, and I should mention, I mean, you're on your own. Like this is not, this is not a two income kind of situation. No, this, like, is, this is a one income thing. Yeah. It might help that I don't have kids. Yeah. You know, I don't have that expense, yeah. but I didn't have anyone helping me either. Yeah. So that's important to note as well. Okay. So let's fast forward now to now. And we know what's happened with your condo because you, you bought it. It's up. Uh, what do we figure? I mean, you're up. Uh, it you're doubled. Up. Yeah. It, it really doubled because I bought at the right time. There was a certain time. Geez, I guess it was four years ago when the market really shot up. So uh, I was happy for that. Yeah. Uh, I had some bad luck uh, 20 years ago trying to buy and my credit wasn't good yeah. from some mistake that I made. So I had some bad luck in real estate, some good luck. And then when I bought, it was good luck. But the other thing too is, like I remember when you bought, I mean, it's never an easy decision. Like, I mean, you, you had to really analyze the situation and make sure that it was the right thing. And it took a lot of thinking and that's the way it should be, right? Yeah. I mean, you want to feel a hundred percent in your gut and in your mind that you want to go through with this. I just felt like I couldn't lose. It was very, one of the cheapest things on the market. And so it would cost me about as much as rent cost me. Yeah. And uh, I was saving good money anyway. And I just said, let's go ahead. I got to get into the market. Got to get started. Well, and here's the other thing. And I hope you don't mind me saying, but I mean, you and I often talk about your next step because now that you've built all this equity because the market drove the value up, you've got a whole bunch of other options that you can start investigating, right? I, I do have options. And that's the beauty of equity when... Uh, the prices go up, you get equity, and then you, you do have more options. You can buy more. Yeah. Um, there's an old saying, money comes to money. Yeah. And so equity is a form of money. And like you say, it opens up options. Yeah. See, I, I'm so glad that you came to, to, to talk uh, to people about this because, you know, we, we probably have not only potential uh, first-time buyers, but parents and grandparents that listen to our program here. And they have to know that, you know, uh, it is possible, you know, you, people like you have made that step and it's never an easy one. Um, but it takes that discipline. Right. And, um, I mean, I'm so happy for you because it has really, it's, it's changed a lot of things in your life. Right. Yeah. It, um, enables me now to build a solid retirement plan. I'm looking forward to getting that income property, you know, I, yeah. and, uh, I'm very close. I, could have had one already, but I'm just waiting for the right time to buy yep. for me. And um, yeah, that that's a another giant step. Well, and the other thing too is, as you mentioned it before, you're not young, so it's not like you know uh, you got to be 20 years old or 30 years old. You can start at 46, right, or 50 or whatever, right? Yes, I mean it's it's uh, you know you can't get much later than that, but but <laughs> look, it, it worked for me. You don't want to push it much later than that, but yeah, you can start late. Amazing. Well, listen, I, I really appreciate this. We, we like to hear from people who actually are real live, people who have bought. So uh, the bottom line that we're saying with you right now is you can get into the real estate market. Anyone who says you can't, 
uh, I mean, hey, people like you, the proof is in the pudding. So, Tony, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Tony. I'm glad I can help you out. Okay. Uh, and for everyone else, need to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellas, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections, Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help in any of these areas in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. We're talking today not with businesses, not with trades, but with actual real live residents of Victoria telling stories about how they got here, how, how you can buy as a first-time buyer in a very expensive marketplace. Uh, and my next guest uh, is yet another cheerleader of the Capital Regional District here. Uh, thanks for coming on, Mary Ellen. Hey, thanks, Tony, for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, I, I've got to give a little backstory here. So you and I were introduced, because you came last from Ottawa, you and I were introduced by your realtor, a good friend of mine, yeah, uh, who we know, you know through, uh, through networking, through conferences and all that stuff. Um, why Victoria? Why Victoria? Wow, what a great story. So mine goes back about uh, 28 years. I joined the Navy, saw the world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in 28 years, I was moved 14 times. So you've been places. I've been places. I've been to the East Coast, beautiful East Coast of Canada, uh, Halifax, Ottawa, Toronto, Virginia, and uh, Victoria. And I was posted here 94 to 96, and then 2007 to 2009. And at some point in time, I came to the conclusion that I was moving around so much that what happened was, uh, where am I going to settle down and, and build roots? And what do I like? And so there were a lot of factors. But because that, I'm guessing you, you had choices. Like you, you, Victoria wasn't set. Like you, you, you could have gone other places, right? Absolutely. I could have gone. I could have settled into Toronto, Ottawa, uh, back on the East Coast, you know, familiar places to me. But um, a couple things that have boiled down to five years ago, um, you know, so I grew up, I'm a hometowner from Ottawa, Ontario, uh, used to outdoor activities as a kid, all this type of stuff, but uh, very, very hot climate in the summer, uh, almost where you almost start indoors quite a bit to beat that humidity that gets up with a humidex of 40 degrees plus Celsius, Uh, really, really cold winters. And as time went on, I was like, you know, I'm always inside. So I was looking for an opportunity for employment out here and considering retiring from the military. I remember the video that I took from my bedroom window on the street, January 2015, minus 38 degrees Celsius with <laughs> wind chill factor. And I went, I need a temperate climate. And, you know, I enjoyed living in Northern Virginia, uh, a little bit different than here, but it came back to Victoria. And I love the outdoors. And I said, you know, this is the place I think where I really do want to settle down. And as I'm recording, I'm going, uh, I sure hope I hear from that job offer soon. This week. <laughs> I need to move to Victoria. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it so the to- outdoors is, is, is important for you because you are an avid cyclist. I am. Listen, this is the city, although it's not in kind of the top 10 across Canada ever listed in the polls of being a you know, cycling commuter city, et cetera. But you'd consider 
Galloping Goose, Lockside Trail. You can go over the Malahat if you want and bike in Cowichan. You've got at least 65 kilometers of well-groomed trails, plus the great trail that goes way out past Leechtown, mm -hmm. um, other places, E&N Trail, and they're all connected. Yeah. So this sense of connectivity, and then you can go off and cycle all the hills that you want in this city, absolutely. And then hiking, kayaking, you know, not uncommon when you're coming home from work. And I just had someone visit me uh, who self-isolated here for two weeks when she was out here. She said, I can't believe it, all the kayaks on top of cars. And I said, yeah. this is normal. They come home from work and they're going to do a little kayak, you know, ride or, or trip um, in, in Thetis Lake when they, yeah. uh, when they come home from work on it. So lifestyle, lifestyle. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, you, I, I know that you are a fierce supporter of Victoria because you've introduced me to a lot of your friends and network that have, have moved here and have decided to make Victoria uh, their home. I guess it goes without saying that you, you set your roots here. Like this is, this is where you're, this is where you're going to be, right? I tell you, as my, as my aunt and my godmother would say, the only way they're taking me out of here is in a pine box. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely, you know, it's been five years now. Yeah. And I can honestly say, you know, the, the, uh, the honeymoon is over and it, there's nothing, there's nothing in my mind that says ever, I regret this move or, ah, you know, I don't like this about Victoria. Nothing at all, honestly. Okay. So my next guest that we're going to have on after the break, I asked her this question uh, yesterday because uh, she's only been in, she's she moved here uh, three weeks, four weeks ago now. And she said, you know, I still love it. And I'm like, well, that's the honeymoon phase. But here you are five years later, you got the same answer. Yeah, I do. Absolutely. So everything from, you know, day to day coming from big cities uh, where a lot of business goes on, et cetera. And I just didn't feel like you're important as an individual. So customer service here, I've never had any problems with really? it. Really? Absolutely. Okay. okay so for instance, like we take those things for granted as Victorians. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, because I think this city, uh, you know, relatively the same size as, as Halifax. Halifax is yep. another kind of endearing, you know, city in terms of people being friendly in that. But you have a lot, we have a lot of businesses that build their names on reputa their reputation. And so, you know, it's word of mouth that gets around to other businesses. So I think um, living on an island, a smaller community, uh, people are really focused on people and that's what I love about it here. Anyone that I've met up with in a local business run operation, they've been pleasant, helpful, go the extra mile. Um, and, and really, you know, just really well done. And I love, I even like grocery shopping here <laughs> because of, you know, many different grocery stores to choose from, but that, that personal service and interest in people. Yeah. Not the least of which is you got Thrifty Foods just down the street from you there. Uh, and it's a good yeah. one as well, too. Yeah. And so, you know, we always talk about location, location, location for where you want to live. I lived in a great location just before I moved into this new home. Um, and this home was built around as I, you know, get older. Um, am I within walking distance? So walkability score in Victoria is high as well, where, where you want to build your, your nest. And then you say, okay, can I walk to the store? Can I walk? I'm here because I'm right next door, literally, for my bike to ride out on that E&N trail. And that's something that I do almost, almost every day. Uh, you know, I'd like to do it more, but uh, I, I ride a number of times a week. And so that was really important to me, too, to have that accessibility. You know, I, I got to tell you, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm having uh, these guests today is 
every once in a while, I bump into some degree of entitlement uh, of people because everyone here is from another place. Everyone has come from another place. And, I, and, and we will hear from people or read about people or read, uh, you know, uh, social media stuff or everything. People who are like, um, you know, I, Victoria's getting too expensive or whatever. Um, you know, people got to stop moving here. Right. Um, to which I say, well, where are you from? Because you're probably not from here. Oh, well, you know, we found Victoria and, you know, it's a hidden gem. It's a, it's a secret. It's a treasure. Yeah, but you know what? You're not the only one that gets to benefit it. Everyone else, including yourself, Mary Ellen, and all these other people, um, you know, you've, you've, we're not a secret. We're not a hidden secret. This is the place that people want to be in Canada, right? Yeah, I, I think so. And I think as the word gets out, you know, for people who hear about others, so some of my friends who have either ended up here because they've made that lifestyle choice to say, uh, you know what, it is, it is what we want. Um, that it, the word is getting out and it's, it's again, word of mouth and, and people are benefiting from that. And we have such a great diversity in our population and yeah. demographics in Victoria that it's attractive. And, and yes, mild, you know, the m most moderate temperate uh, climate in Canada is certainly is attractive where some people have just said either the hustle and bustle of a larger city and or um, urban living you know, where can you get an area in, in a city where you can have a lot of nature around you? And, and that is the beauty as well of Victoria. In fact, here's a quick story for you. When I moved back to Ottawa, the realtor uh, who you and I know very well, I told him every time, Greg, you need to find me close to nature because that's what I had in Victoria every time I lived there. <laughs> I need this. I need this because it's like the air I breathe. And yeah. so he worked really hard on that. You know, when I came out here, uh, again, second home that I've been in, in in five years of being here, it's close to nature and I love it. Yeah. 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 So I, th well, I think for some people, it's sometimes it is a sticker shock, but once you get over that, it's like, you know, it's manageable. There are other other things that are you know, reduced spending for you out here as opposed to living in big cities. But, you know, with sticker shock, sticker shock is sticker shock. It's, it's market driven. The reason why Victoria is expensive is because it's a place that people want to be. It's not the same in other marketplaces, right? Absolutely. And actually, you would know as someone who's been posted in everything, there are some postings I'm sure you've had where you go, ah, I got to deal with that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, the, my first, my second posting out here was the, the time where I bought a house and the sticker shock. I mean, I went up at that time, double in price and went, oh, can I afford this? And you know, you could because... You just made things work. You spent less on this on your expenses because it doesn't take so much to heat a house out here, et cetera. And or like, air condition oh. in the summertime. Yeah. Absolutely. And so yeah. you're like, oh, so this kind of, you know, and, and you manage and, and it's manageable. Fantastic. Well, Mary Ellen, thank you for coming and being the voice of a uh, now permanent Victorian five years here. Because <laughs> I think people need to be reminded because we do think, take things for granted. Be reminded as to what exactly it is we have. So um, thank you. We need to take a quick break here. Back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back to The Whole Home Show. I am Tony Joe. We're having conversations today, not with services, not with trades, not with businesses locally in town here, but with actual people that have relocated to Victoria, a story that perhaps is the same as your own. And my next guest right now is one of our newest Victorians. 
And based on all of her Facebook posts that she's sharing with her friends from the Toronto area and elsewhere, I'm going to say she's probably Victoria's biggest cheerleader. Uh, Amy, thanks for joining us. Pleasure. Okay, I got to ask you this question. I asked you this yesterday. Have you found anything with Victoria that you dislike? No. You want to think about that for a minute? No. 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 I, I wake up every day and pinch myself. Well, we have a story to tell here. Um, uh, tell us about how you got here. Uh, we, you and I started talking months ago, and I remember you said that you were doing some advanced uh, uh, research, and you weren't thinking of moving here for two years. Correct. And all of a sudden, you're here. It happened very, very, very quickly. Okay. Uh, my husband and I were thinking about our future. I am currently a retired school teacher, but up until recently, I was a school teacher in downtown Toronto. Yeah. And I had just under two years until I could retire with the full 85 factor. Yeah. And my husband is a freelance photojournalist. So <clears throat> we were just going to finish out our careers and then possibly two years from now, moved to Victoria. And that's when I uh, first contacted you. I contacted a Toronto realtor friend and asked him for a recommendation. Yeah. And he put me in touch with you. Because we know I, each other and this is exactly what, what happens, right? Yeah. And so Ara said, you're in good hands. And so I thought, well, this leaves me two years. I'll start sort of looking at real estate and sort of trying to understand the island because I have no experience with the island at all. Uh, my husband had never been. I had been to Tofino about 25 years ago overnight, and that was it. So I thought, okay, I'll just sort of get the lay of the land. Got in touch with some friends who were on the island as well, found out where they were. Anyway, then COVID hit, and it, it gave us a lot of thinking time. And sort of as the weeks rolled on, and by this point, I was looking at, at the listings you sent me every mm -hmm. single day, sort of trying to figure out, you know. Learning the market. Yeah. Learning the market and, um, yeah, just, just figuring, you know, out where we would best fit in. Um, but, you know, with, with COVID and being locked down inside, we sort of realized that we don't take advantage of the things that Toronto had to offer anyway. Yeah, because you were, you were right in town, right? We're right downtown Leslieville. I mean, yes. as downtown as you can get. And, yeah. you know, we just were in our 50s and we just, you know, we don't go out to nightclubs and we don't go out to those things. And COVID really gave us a time to reflect on what was important in our lives and what made us happy. And for me... Uh, I mean, I just got in half hour ago from my morning three hour walk with the bloodhound yeah. and being outside going on dog walks is my number one favorite thing. It always has been. Uh, the problem with Toronto is with the extreme temperatures in the summer, it's too hot to be out for three hours. Yeah. And then in the winter, it's freezing cold and there's salt. Yeah. And so I thought, imagine Imagine living somewhere where I could be outside all year round. Yeah, so salt is hard on puppies' paws. Oh, the salt is the worst. Yeah. And then it starts in November and it goes until April. Yeah, you're not going to find that here. And, and I don't <laughs> drive, which yep. I, it hasn't been a problem living in Sydney at all, not driving. Because um, I thought maybe it would be, but it hasn't been at all. Um, 
but so it's not like I could put the dog in the car and drive to a park. So I wanted access to uh, greenery and trails. And anyway, it, it, we thought, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe we should do this sooner rather than later. And we called our realtor in Toronto who felt strategically, she said, now this was the end of May. Mm-hmm. And she said, if you're going to do it, you need to do it today. And we said, okay. And our house was ready to show. And we, a week later, it went on the market. It sold in 26 hours. It had five bully offers. We did very, very well. You sold considerably above your list price. Yeah. And we had been in that house for 12 years and the value had more than doubled. Mm-hmm. And that was it for us and our investments. We had no other investments. This, and, and that's what my husband pointed out. You know, we're living, we're living inside a very valuable yeah. asset that we're really not taking advantage of. Let's make it work for us. Yeah, because and, fast forward, like you, you ended up buying a brand new, still under construction house that is about 75% of the value of what you sold, right? Yeah. 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 If we did, I mean, and we are, we weren't expecting to love the new build because our house in Toronto was an old house. It had brick walls and brick and it was very, very cool. And I was sort of heartbroken to leave it. And I thought, okay, it's it's okay that we're not going to love the new house. Well, honestly, we love the new house. Okay. And it's important for people to know too that you never physically saw it. Like, uh, well, I was going to say, meanwhile, so we're having all these discussions in downtown Leslieville, and yep. you are out there looking at places that I would find on the internet. Yep. And I mean, that's what made it possible was, you know, my 100% trust in you, a person I had never met myself, but uh-huh. because I knew Ara said you were a good man. And then when I looked you up, then I knew that. <laughs> true yeah. but so i truly I, and, and then and then zoom meetings are always handy too like across across the you know country right yeah and yeah. it but it was i mean i just i knew that i could trust you because you know we really didn't know what we were talking about and so you know there was a property in soup soup yes yes that yeah. i really it was adorable looking and i thought oh it's so cute i could live there and then, you know, you pointed out that it's, it's a bit more isolated and just things that I, I didn't know. Well, I mean, and, it's a, it, that was a great spot, but for you, for you yeah. and for what your requirements were, it, it was not a match. Yeah. Well, that's just it. And I, I, I really got the sense that you had enough of a sense of who we were and what would work for us as well. Yeah. Um, and there was another property more sort of in the downtown little area of Sydney, which again, with two big dogs, I don't think would have worked well. And it was under the, the you know, yeah. you pointed out how close to the airport. Again, because we had no experience. Um, so that made it, that made it easy. Well, because- but, but the other thing though, too, it was helpful because you have, you, you got a longtime friend that lives in the area, right? Right. And, and you two connected. So yeah. my roommate from university, who I hadn't seen in 30 years, <laughs> yes. is in Sydney. Yeah. And we've been in touch on Facebook periodically. And so I messaged Ali and I said, 
okay, we're thinking of doing this. Do you think I'd like Sydney? And she said, yes. And I thought, okay, I lived with her. She knows, she knows me. We haven't seen each other in a long time. And then when we saw the new build, uh, I put you two in touch and you two came to look at the house and did the video. So we were back home in our kitchen watching. Yeah, we had a FaceTime, the FaceTime. We did it together. Yeah. yeah. You, between you and Allison, you both said, you know, it's, it's a quality project and it's well done. And, and so you both gave the thumbs up to it and Mo and I said, okay, that's enough. Because it's a big risk. Like you, you, you had not stepped foot locally. You'd never seen it. You look, I mean, we can send you all the information, all that kind of stuff, but until such time as you actually rolled up and put foot in the house, I mean, I can't imagine what you went through. Like you were probably, you know. There's some, there's some fear there, right? Well, I was calm. I really, because you and Allie liked it, like I knew, I knew it wasn't a dump. I knew it wasn't <laughs> cheaply done. Yeah, yeah. And then, honestly, with um, YouTube, uh, YouTube had some great um, videos. One, someone just put a, a dash cam in their yeah. car and drove around the streets of Sydney and somebody else did it with a bicycle. So Mo and I would sit there watching. And so we really did get a sense of what the town was like. And at the end of the day, I mean, we sort of said it's, it's just a house. And we've never met anybody ever in our whole lives who've ever had anything to say negative about Vancouver Island. Oh. Like what's not to love? Yeah. You know, it's not going to be minus 35 in the winter. Yeah. You know, sold right then and there. Well, because this is the thing, this is the reason why I wanted to have you and our other guests on today, because, you know, Victoria is expensive. Prices are going up. Um, there's always this narrative about, oh, you know, it's foreign buyers, foreign influence, uh, speculators, investors. Um, the clients that we have been serving are clients like you. And a lot of our listeners are clients like you that basically have found the promised land, right? Yeah. Every single person I have chatted with, and I chat a lot, especially because I've got the bloodhound, yeah. every single person refers to it as paradise. Yeah. And everybody is so friendly, and every single person will turn and say, welcome to paradise. Yeah. See, that's, the, the, you know what, and, that's what it is. And, and this is the thing, because I, I, I hate to say it. I, I hate to say it. People will be angry at this, but Victoria will never get affordable. It will never get cheaper. It can't because we're geographically constrained. We have no way to, to move out. And yet people are coming, right? Um, why would we close the doors on people like yourself, you know, who are here now all of a sudden contributing to the local economy, right? Um, and, you know, buying dog food, right? And, you know, shopping and all that stuff and enjoying the area. Uh, I mean, I, I love having uh, folks like you here. This is what makes Victoria great. Amy, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for sharing your experiences. Like I said, I, I wanted to put voices and faces to, to people who know why the market is doing what it is. And uh, I, I love watching your posts and uh, love the fact that you're here. And uh, I, I'm seriously, you are like the number one cheerleader in Victoria. Yeah, no, we are so happy. And the other thing that made it easy when, you know, with the whole idea of coming here was a little overwhelming, but you um, really helped us with the list of things to do getting ready, just reminders about gas and uh, hydro, all those things. So it, it wasn't nearly as overwhelming and scary as we thought it was going to be. <laughs> and it was well, so worth it. As soon as we got here, we, we forgot about all of that. 
Fantastic. Well, um, thanks for joining us. And to the rest of our listeners, there we go. There, those are our buyers in the marketplace. Uh, I will be here for you this time next week. <laughs>